Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. Good evening, my name is Howie Silbiger, and this is the Howie Silbiger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Happy to be here with you, and you could always call in. Number to call, one 669 1292 That's one 669 1292 to get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show, right here on the True Talk Radio Network. So it's September 12th. September 12th is the day after September 11th. September 11th is the day that will live in infamy for those of us who were alive in 2001. We know that uh, September 11th was the day that a group of Saudi Arabian terrorists attacked the United States. Now, we know that the uh, Saudi Arabian terrorists hijacked numerous planes and flew them into the Twin Towers in New York City. We know they killed over 3,000 people in New York City. And we know this was the largest terror attack ever perpetrated on the United States. The largest terror attack ever on the United States of America. And we know that Saudi Arabia was never held accountable for the terror attacks. In fact, the presidency of George H.W. Uh, Bush, who was president at the time, blamed the attacks on Iran and Iraq and Afghanistan, but never Saudi Arabia, which is, which is infinitely interesting. Here you had 100% of the terrorists that came from Saudi Arabia and the blame for the attack went to a six-foot-tall Afghani living in the desert and Saddam Hussein in Iraq. Now, there are many reasons, uh, many, many reasons uh, why this could have happened, why America would have blamed Afghanistan, would have blamed Osama bin Laden for this attack. Osama bin Laden, of course, took credit, but you know you can't take you can't take that seriously. You can't take it seriously when they take credit for terror attacks because uh, sometimes they take uh, they take credit for stuff they didn't do. Now let's assume that Osama bin Laden did do the terror attack. I'm not saying he didn't, but let's assume that it's all true. It was Osama bin Laden who organized it. Osama bin Laden who who perpetrated the terror attack. It took almost a dozen years to find a six-foot-seven Afghani living in the desert, walking around with a dialysis machine. It took, it, took, it took 12 years to find him. So something else was going on. It couldn't have been that America was that incompetent and couldn't find Osama bin Laden. It could be they weren't looking all that hard. So why would they not have been looking that hard? That's the question that you have to ask. Why would they not have been looking that hard? Well, we know that in the, in the 90s, George W. Bush's father, the first U.S. president named George Bush, got into a big fight with, uh, with, with uh, Iraq, with uh, Muammar. Well, sorry, uh, they, they, they took out Libya too. Uh, we, we can't forget about Libya. Sorry, but he, he got into a big fight with Saddam Hussein in Iraq. And Saddam Hussein tried to kill George 
W. Bush, the first George Bush president. And it is quite possible that his son, George W. Bush, decided that he wanted to, 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 to get revenge on the guy who tried to kill his father. Now, I know this sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory, but it's really not. If you look at the evidence, if you look at what happened, if you look at the lies that the George W. Bush presidency fed to Congress and fed to American people about weapons of mass destruction, about, uh, about the, 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 the potential of another terror attack, the, the, the propaganda they passed against American Muslims saying that, uh, that, that we should blame all American Muslims for the attacks on the World Trade Center and the hatred spread against American Muslims, one has to wonder what else was going on. And, and we have to understand, and, and this is something that has to be understood uh, universally, that what the media is telling you and what is actually going on are two separate things. So, so when we talk about we talk about American propaganda, modern day propaganda, contemporary propaganda, we have to understand that it's happening every single day. If you watch Fox News for 12 hours straight, and then you watch CNN for 12 hours straight, you will feel like you are living in a totally separate country. That these two that these two broadcast networks, both broadcasting, one out of Atlanta, one out of New York, that these two broadcasting networks aren't living in the same country, aren't living in the same uh, universe. You, you'd think it's day and night. The stories that they cover could be the same story, but you would never even recognize that as the same story. So the propaganda machine is always at full tilt when, when you're talking about American politics. So if that is the case, and the propaganda machine's always at full tilt, then we have to understand that what they tell you is not necessarily the truth. That the media works for whoever gives them the most amount of money. So we look at Canada, and, and let's take a look at Canada as a case study. I know, I know 9-11 didn't happen in Canada, but let's look at Canada as a case study. The media in Canada gets billions of dollars from the federal government. Billions and billions of dollars. It's, it's, it's in tax breaks and it's in, it's in cash handouts. And, and the Liberal government of Canada, who, who are the ruling government, gives the media billions of dollars. Now, the media says we need these billions of dollars because if we don't have billions of dollars, we're going to go out of business because nobody's buying advertising anymore. And so the Canadian government feels that media is important, so they give billions of dollars. Uh, at least that's the official party line. That's the official line of the government is that we feel that media is important. We have to bail them out. Of course we do. But is that true? Of course it isn't. The, the liberal government of Canada gives the media money, billions of dollars, so the media lets Prime Minister Justin Trudeau off the hook when it comes to scandals. There have been numerous scandals which would have brought down any government had not been the Trudeau government, had not been the government that gives the media billions of dollars. And so Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, gets away with tons and tons and tons of things he shouldn't get away with. He gets away with them. Scandal after scandal after scandal just disappear. They dissipate. It's magical when you watch it. 
it's amazing how how the prime minister could could be embroiled in a in a huge scandal and then poof it's gone and it's gone because the media is looking out for their own pocketbook not for the canadian people so when we when we when we think about that and we understand that the media is feeding us the line that the government wants them to feed us then we could understand why america attacked afghanistan and iraq but didn't attack saudi arabia after 9/11 we could understand that after the first al qaeda terror attack in the united states which was the assassination of rabbi meir kahana in 1990 in the marriott hotel in uh, in midtown new york that was the first al qaeda attack on american soil how do we know it was the first al qaeda attack because years later 3 years later when the same group of terrorists that attacked mayor kahana and killed him attacked the world trade center in 1993 and bombed the world trade center the fbi finally got around to reading the documentation they took out of el sayed nasser the kahana murderer they they got around to reading the documentation taken out of his home and when they read the documentation taken out of his home that was taken out 3 years before the attack on the World Trade Center in 1993 but was never looked at by the FBI they found the rudimentary blueprints for the attack uh, the 1993 attack on the World Trade Centers so had they bothered to look earlier they probably could have thwarted the attacks on the World Trade Centers in 1993 and who knows how many other terror attacks and attacks on people they could have stopped after the murder of Mayor Kahana but they didn't and the media never held them accountable and that's the thing that's the thing when when the government has the media in their hand the media is never held accountable and the propaganda just flows and so it, it works both ways though so so i talked about the liberal government of canada uh fox news was in donald trump's hands until they decided they weren't so for some reason uh they they decided to 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 go with every little thing that Donald Trump said as if it was as if it was as it came down the mountain from god they they broadcast everything as if it was a holy scripture but it but but it wasn't and a lot of it was lies and they broadcasted it as if it was true but then again CNN did the same thing for the democrats and for Hillary Clinton at the time so who do you believe how do you believe anybody it is absolutely absolutely mind-boggling that we're living in a world where the media influences the entire population and the media tells the entire population what they should and shouldn't think and there is no watchdog there is nobody standing there to say no this is not right there's nobody screaming in the wilderness saying hey why are we allowing them to get away with this we just sit back like 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 complacent lapdogs and allow them to get away with whatever they want and we continue watching them we continue buying their services it's actually infuriating it's infuriating when you can read three articles uh, online on three different news sites covering the exact same event and find out that uh, and find three totally separate stories covering the same event uh, just take a look just go to three news websites and read the three news websites and you will realize that 
The slant is so blatantly obvious, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. It's so blatantly obvious. The propaganda is so blatantly obvious that the public can't win. There is no way for you to know the truth. Uh, another great example of this is the, the entire COVID scare. The media kept the entire world scared of COVID for years. We shut down businesses. We, we shut down schools. We hurt people because a, a, a group, a whole group of people died with COVID. But, but the major scare came later when the media, when the media just kept harping on it and, and publishing numbers of people who are dead and in the hospital, number of people who are dead and in the hospital. What purpose did publishing the numbers of the dead people and the people in the hospital serve? What purpose did it serve putting those numbers up on the top of the screen on CNN and Fox? Aside from scaring the population into compliance with whatever radical, radical and experimental theory, theoretical uh, um, treatments that the, that the government wants it to supply. Now, I can't get into more details uh, on, on, this, on this particular topic because if I do, I will be censored on YouTube and I'll be censored on, uh, on, on Facebook and I'll be censored on, uh, on Twitter and Twitch. They will just delete this episode of the show. They've done that in the past and I will get a mark because apparently, this is, apparently discussing this stuff is illegal on social media. Another form of censorship. So I cannot express my opinion, which it's solely my opinion. I'm not here to present fact. I'm here to present opinion. This is an opinion show. So if you're looking for a news show, if you're looking for a fact show, you, you go somewhere else. You're, you're watching the wrong show. But if you are watching or listening to this show, you are listening to my opinion. And my opinion is limited because the places that broadcast this show will take this show off the air if I express, uh, if I express my full opinion. This is the kind of world we're living in, where freedom of speech is curtailed. And I'm not talking about hate speech, whatever that means. But I'm, I'm not talking about people who are advocating violence against other people. I'm not talking about people who are advocating murder or, 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 some, kind of a, or some kind of crime. I'm talking about people who are just expressing an opinion. Uh, sometimes it's a, uh, a valid opinion. Sometimes it's an opinion that, uh, that is well-researched, as in my case, it's a well-researched opinion. But it's an opinion that is being expressed that is being censored by big tech. So we, we, we're living in a world where, where, where the media only lets you hear what they want you to hear. This is the definition of propaganda. And, and propaganda didn't start, didn't start uh, with 9-11. Propaganda didn't start with World War II. But, but it's really been honed to a science. And now we're living in a time where it's not only honed to a science, but it's being implemented every single day. We have a, we have, we have a situation now, and, and I hope one day somebody's going to, to, to figure out a way to end this situation. We have a situation now where we see that people are addicted to their cell phones. They're, they're completely addicted. Now, the cell phones, social media companies, these are all designed to be addictive. They've admitted it. And, and they haven't been tried for this crime of, of mind control, but they admit it, that, that they created 
a situation. They created a device that is addictive, and they knew it was addictive when they put it on the market, and they put it on the market anyway. So now they know that this is this is addictive. As cell phones are addictive. Try to take a teenager's cell phone away, or even for someone in their 20s cell phone away, and you will see how addictive they are. Uh, you ever see somebody who forgot their cell phone at home? The twitching and the and the moaning and the and and and, and the grave concern that they're going to miss something. Uh, not scrolling through Twitter or not scrolling through Instagram, they feel that they're going to miss something. You ever see that? Of course you have. We all have. Television's dying because people are watching TV shows that are produced on YouTube or whatever other social media on their cell phones. It, it is it is totally ridiculous that a phone is not being used as a phone anymore. I mean, the idea, the concept of a cell phone was a great idea. It was a great concept. But the addictive nature of the of the social media uh, outlets that, that, that exist today has made cell phones addictive and have, has made it impossible for people to put them down. And, and this is a scary, scary situation, an extremely scary situation. But here we are. Here we are. It, it, and, and we can't get away from his. There, there's no way to escape this. So how are we going to do it? Look, I just picked up my cell phone now. It beeped. I picked it up. Because I didn't want I, I wanted to see what was what was being what was being sent to me. So so even even as I'm speaking to you about cell phone addiction, I looked at my cell phone. Yeah, it scares me. That that scares me a lot. I don't like the fact that I have to be available to answer questions, available to talk to anybody twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Now, that if you don't answer your phone, if they call you and you don't answer your phone and they could text you and they could uh, send you messages, whatever else, iMessages, texts, whatever, and you're not available to answer them, they, they feel slighted. Oh, well, what? I'm not good enough for an answer? Well, maybe I'm busy. But you're not allowed being busy anymore. These devices have taken over our lives. It's scary. It's intellectual terrorism. So 9-11 was physical terrorism where planes flew into buildings and killed people. This is intellectual terrorism. This is brainwashing. This is, this is, this is mind control. It's the worst kind of terrorism there is because you can't escape that. I mean, 9-11, the planes hit the building. The people in the building died. It was over after the planes hit the building. This kind of terrorism lasts forever. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. You could get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show, right here on the True Talk Radio Network. I'd love to hear from you. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I'm not going to say text me because you can't text that number, but but feel free to call it. Let's let's go old fashioned. Let's go old school. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Queen Elizabeth the second passed away this week. It was quite interesting that she, she had an official event just two days before she died. She, she made a public appearance where she asked the, the new prime minister of, uh, of, of the United, Ki- United Kingdom to, to form a government. And she didn't look overly sick in those pictures that you saw of her in the, uh, in the palace, but apparently she was because she died just two days later. Now, at 96, one can't be overly uh, upset about somebody dying at 96. We all hope to live to that age, and we all hope to be as healthy as Queen Elizabeth was right till the end. 
So, so, so somebody dying in 96, you say, wow, wow, she lived a good life. And, and remembering her life is interesting. Her husband was a Nazi supporter. And so as a Jew, you have to have mixed reactions and mixed feelings towards Queen Elizabeth. Um, there, there are stories going around saying that Queen Elizabeth II, before she was queen, um, hid Jews during the Holocaust. But uh, I find it hard to believe some of the stories are, you know, sometimes stories get made up or sometimes stories get distributed that are hard to prove. And if they're, 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 they're pretty much unprovable, especially Holocaust stories, and they're hard to believe at the same time. Uh, the Queen Elizabeth was in the U.S., was in the uh, British British Army, and she she never went overseas. So so it's hard to believe that she would be hiding Jews. So so those stories don't don't make sense to me. But but the fact that she married a man who who supported Nazism, and the fact that her grandson Prince Harry uh, decided to wear a Nazi uniform to a costume party about a decade ago, makes you wonder about, about Nazism today. Makes you wonder. How prevalent is this philosophy when, when, when a royal, when a member of the royal family is wearing a swastika to a, to, to, to a costume party? Now, now he might have been commemorating, uh, you know, the glory days of his grandfather. I don't know. He might have been commemorating, he might have been, you know, he might have thought it was cute to wear a, to wear a Nazi symbol. He might have not realized how, 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 how insulting it is to some people. Now, now, I've said this before on the show, and I can say it again. I'm not insulted by people wearing these kind of imagery. I'm not insulted by Nazi flags. I'm not scared of them, and I'm not, I really don't care about them. There's a minority of people out there who believe in Nazi philosophy or, or pretend to believe in Nazi philosophy for the attention or whatever, and I, I really pay zero attention to them. The more attention you give them, uh, the stronger you make them. So if you pay zero attention to them, uh, you don't make them strong. You make them weak. Unless, of course, you're the FBI. And that's what happened after 9-11. So after 9-11, a bunch of Muslim terrorists flew planes into the World Trade Center, tried to hit the, uh, the, try, hit the Pentagon, then tried to hit uh, the Congress building. But that one failed and it crashed into a field just outside of Washington. And the FBI and the United States government decided that they were going to put all their resources into fighting Islamic terror coming into the United States. Oh, great. Okay. So they're fighting Islamic terror coming into the United States. Amazing. But what about what about the the what about the the homegrown terrorists? What about the the white supremacists? What about all those people? Do we just ignore them? And that's what they did. Now they figured that the white supremacists that movement had died after uh, the Oklahoma City bombing and then uh, and then Ruby Ridge, uh, th- th- that the white supremacist movement was was pretty much dead in the United States. There were a couple of guys running around. They were on a Geraldo show. They were on Jerry Springer's show. A couple of guys running around yelling that we're Nazis, we're the new Nazi party, and we're the American Nazi party, whatever. Uh, but but in general, the Nazi, the American Nazi movement was finished. The white supremacist movement was dead. That is until the FBI decided and the U.S. government decided to pull all their resources that were fighting homegrown Nazism to fight an invisible Islamic threat of terrorists coming back to the United States. 
So basically, they gave the Nazis twenty years to 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 rebuild, to regroup, to recruit, to train, and we saw the results of that at the beginning of the Trump presidency, when a Nazi rally in Charlotte, Charlottesville, uh, got out of hand, where they were walking down the street yelling, "Jews will not replace us." And that somehow got conflated into uh, another rally that was happening at the same time. The media, once again, playing their propaganda game because they didn't like Donald Trump. Conflating the issue and trying to trying to merge the two issues, trying to merge the two rallies together and blame Trump and call him a white supremacist. That's where it came from. Uh, it wasn't true. Trump wasn't, uh, wasn't supporting that rally. And he was very clear saying he didn't support white supremacy many, many, many times. But uh, it takes a little bit of research to, to find those times. Like like listening to the next line, the line they love playing from that Trump uh, from that Trump uh, press conference is, "There are good people on both sides." I, I'm sure you've heard that one, but the line after that is never played. So they'll always play the line of Trump going, "There are good people on both sides," and then the media will come on and say, "Yeah, he was referring to the uh, to the Nazis on one side and the people opposed to Nazis on the other side," but that's not what he was referring to, because the next line in that sentence was. There are good people on both sides, and I'm not talking about the Nazis. I'm talking about the people who were protesting the rally, who were rallying for this statue. Oh, wait, that changes the whole thing. But that piece is never played by the media, and it's never played by the media because they wanted you, they wanted you to think Trump is a white supremacist. They were trying to sell you that image of Trump. So they cut the video, and they never showed you the next line. That's the propaganda happening in American media today. And as long as we understand that that's what's happening in American media, then we have to watch media with a different eye. We have to watch media and understand that they're selling us a story. And it may not be the actual story. Maybe it may not be the story that they, that, 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 that that's the true story. It may not be the story that actually means something. It's just the story they want us to hear. It's just the political angle they want us to understand and they want us to accept. So we've got to be smarter than this. We've got to understand that this is what's happening. We have to understand that we have to be fighting this and that we can't, we can't be sitting idly by and allowing, allowing this brainwashing to happen. So I do this show. I've been doing this show for almost 30 years. I do this show solely because I don't make money from this. There's, there's no money involved here. I do this show solely to try to debunk some of the stuff that the media is telling you. I do this show to, to, to try to tell you at least partially the truth. Do I have an agenda? Of course I have an agenda. We all have agendas. My agenda for this show, and I wear it on my sleeve, it's, 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 it's public. My agenda for this show is to promote the truth and to promote Judaism and to, and to tell you the, the honest truth of what I think. Now, I may not always be right, and that's, that's, that's true. I, sometimes I get it wrong. And when I get it wrong, I like to come back on and tell you I got it wrong, because I, I do that sometimes. But the truth is that I, I come on here to express my opinion, and there's a lot of people who agree with me, and that's fine. You're entitled to agree with me, but you're entitled to disagree with me too. And the reason I keep open lines, even though, as you could tell, uh, if you watch the show a lot, you could tell not very many people call in. And I'm fine with that, too. If you want to call in, you can always feel free to. But I'm fine with people who don't call in. I'm fine if you don't want to call in. That's fine, too. But the lines are always open. And the reason they're open is so that you can call in 
and you could express your opinion. I never stop anybody, nobody, from expressing their opinion on this show. If I agree with it, if I disagree with it, you're always welcome to call in and express your opinion. Uh, I might argue with you. I might have a conversation with you. I might try to, um, to oh, I'll never try to convince you to believe in what I believe because that, that never happens. You can never convince somebody to, to believe in what you believe in. It's, it's, it's impossible. But, but I, I, will, I will argue with you and we'll have a conversation, though. And that, that we could do. Um, but, but if you want to call in, you could call in. So you disagree with something I say, no problem. Give me a call. one 669 1292 If you agree with something I said, I'd love to talk to you about that too. So give me a call too. one 669 1292 So was the queen good for the Jews? Who cares? I saw an article, the, uh, I saw an article, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe 10 minutes ago. It flashed up on my screen. Was the queen good for the Jews? And I said, who cares? You see, these, these kind of questions don't, don't interest me at all. And it's funny because they should. And, you know, people say, what do you mean you don't care if they were good for the Jews? But really, it's irrelevant. Was the queen good for the people of England? That, that's what's relevant. Not if the queen was Jewish, if the queen wasn't Jewish, if the queen was good for the Jews or bad for the Jews. No, totally irrelevant. Was the queen good for the people of England? Uh, I know, I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that's stuck in Jewish heads because we've been persecuted for so many years that, that it's stuck in our heads that when a new government comes in or a new person comes in, are they good for the Jews? Is the first question that's asked in the Jewish community. And I always say, who cares? Are they good for the country? Are they good for the people? If we're living in the country and it's good for the country and it's good for the people, it could be bad for the Jews. That's for sure. We've seen that before. We've lived through that before. It could be bad for the Jews. But if it's, usually if it's good for the people and good for the country, it's good for the Jews. That's in general how it works. Nazism is not an exception to that. Someone will call and argue that Nazism was an exception to that. That's not an exception to that rule. Nazism wasn't good for the, for everybody. It was good for nobody. Uh, sure, at the beginning when they were getting free holidays and everything, that was that was okay. But but then when they got to killing everybody, that, that it wasn't good for anybody. It wasn't good for the Jews. It wasn't good for the for the Germans. Nobody nobody really liked Nazism. Nobody liked being threatened. Nobody liked being being told that if you don't turn in your neighbor and your friend, uh, we're going to shoot you and your family. I don't think very many people, very many Germans liked living under Nazism. The same way that I don't think very many Arabs like living under Hamas. They live under Hamas because they're forced to live under Hamas. They follow Hamas's rules because they're forced to follow Hamas's rules. But I don't think very many Arabs in living in Gaza like to live under Hamas. And the same goes with um, the same goes with people living in Iran. I'm not so sure that the majority of Iranians like living under the Ayatollah. They live under the Ayatollah because that's the situation they're in now. But I guarantee, if the Ayatollah and the Islamic regime of Iran fell tomorrow, Iran would become a secular country, as it was before the Ayatollah took over. Because I think the majority of people living in Iran want to live a secular life. I don't think that they want to live the way they're living under oppressive rule of the Iranian Ayatollah. And the few that do, well, too bad for them, right? one 669 1292 is the number to call. one 669 1292 Get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Love to hear from you. Love to talk to you. Don't forget to download the True Talk Radio Network app from your favorite app store. It's, we have an iPhone app and an Android app. 
So download your uh, your app, and you can hear 24 hours of True Talk Radio. We have uh, plenty of shows on True Talk Radio, uh, lots and lots of different things that play. And, I, and I'd like to tell you that uh, in, in the next uh, you know, n- very near future, we are going to be launching True Rock Radio. We'll be a full rock radio station. Uh, it's, it's, it's in the works. It's going to happen very soon. True Rock Radio. Uh, I'll let you know as soon as that launches. But True Talk Radio is the place to be if you want to hear talk radio. And we have some really, really great shows. So check out the schedule at truetalkradio.com. And don't forget to download the app. You can listen 24 hours a day. Take us on the road. And, of course, the Howie Silberger Show is podcasted, uh, and it plays on your smart devices. So if you, uh, if, you have, um, if you have an Amazon device or you have a Google device, all you have to do is tell them to play the Howie Silberger Show, and they'll find it either on Apple Podcasts or they'll find it on, uh, on, on, on Spotify or on YouTube Music. Uh, we're, we're broadcast pretty much everywhere. So feel free to, uh, to to subscribe to our broadcast and never miss an episode of the Howie Silberger Show. Now, now many people have asked me, when are you on, Howie? Are you on, uh, are you on regularly? And, and my answer always is, we are on regularly unless we're not. Uh, being the fact that this show is, is, not, um, is not a money-making show for me and never was, and I don't think it ever will be, uh, I, I have to do stuff sometimes that, that makes me money. In order to pay for, for this, this lovely studio here and to pay for the, uh, the lovely equipment that we use and the streaming services and the, and the online radio station and the hosting services and everything else that we do, uh, it costs money. So since I get no donations and since I make no money in advertising on the station, uh, I have to earn the money somewhere else. So sometimes I I, uh, I I take the night off in order to to do something else. So we've upgraded our system, and uh, I am pleased to tell you that since we've upgraded our system, I am now able to play old versions of the Howie Silberger Show right here. They'll they'll air right here on your um, on your on your streamer. I could program them into to air, and they'll air they're live, but they'll be older versions. They'll be pre-recorded or pre-recorded versions of the show. So I'm able to do that now. So um so so hopefully hopefully when I when I have to take some time off, I'll be able to schedule shows to play. Even if they're older shows, at least they'll play and you could you could watch them. If you missed the show, it might be a great opportunity to catch up on it. And so that that's that'll be happening uh, as we go on as as time continues. Of course, we'll be taking time off during the Jewish holidays. We won't be on um for most of the Jewish holidays, so we might be off for most of October. Uh, but we are going to be uh, we're going to be here and we're going to be alive and we're going to uh, we're going to have guests that's that's going to happen and uh, and a whole lot of other stuff right here on the Howie Silberger show on the True Talk Radio Network and we are always going to have our lines open at one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two and of course that number is always open it's open twenty four hours a day seven days a week you could always call it and leave a message um, if we're not on the air you could always call and leave a message and uh, and just tell me what you thought of the show or or express your opinion on something, and I'll be more than happy to listen to and possibly respond. And, of course, if you're watching on social media, if you're watching on Facebook, on uh, on Twitch, on Twitter, on uh, YouTube, or any of the other social media platforms that we broadcast on, uh, you could always uh, just type into the 
into the message. Try to type into the message uh, uh, little slot that they have for messages and hit the message and it pops up on my screen. So any time, anywhere you see me being broadcast online, uh, you could comment. And if you comment on the video, I see the comment live on my screen. So it just pops up my screen and I'm able to respond to you. So if you don't want to call in, and I know some people are shy, they don't want to call in, you could always chat. You could always click on that chat box and, uh, and chat. And I will see your chat and I will respond to it. If, if, if it warrants a response, I will respond to it. So once again, one 669 1292 is the number to call. So when I heard that the Queen died, we'll go back to the Queen. When I heard that the Queen died, I was not overly uh, upset. Uh, I, it really didn't concern me all that much that the Queen was gone. Her relevance in, in Canada, uh, I live in Canada, so her relevance in Canada didn't really, it's not really a, a big thing. I mean, she's the official state of head, head of state. What does that mean? She has a picture on a $20 bill? Yippee-yay. Uh, her governor general has to approve our laws. In the last 150 years, the governor general has never disproved the law or unapproved the law. So, so I mean, it's all ceremonial, and who cares? I, I don't understand why Great Britain still has a queen. That doesn't make sense to me, why the monarchy still exists in, in, in the United Kingdom. Um, maybe it's time to say goodbye to the monarchy. Maybe it's time to say, to say um, those regal times, those ancient times where kings and queens ruled the world have now come to an end. And these people who were royalty can now live as regular citizens amongst the peasants. No more castles. Well, they, 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 if they could afford to keep the castles, they could keep them on their own. But the government shouldn't fund them anymore. Uh, I... I I don't get the whole idea of the monarchy. Sure, there are there are royalists and loyalists to the royal to the crown who will argue with me from day to night that the monarchy is still relevant. But I don't think the monarchy has been relevant for years, and so I don't understand why they still exist. Uh, it's it's beyond my comprehension. But I'm finding as I get older, there's a lot of stuff that's beyond my comprehension. So this is just one of the many things that are beyond my comprehension, and and. As I get older and older and older, there's a lot of more things that I don't understand. And, and it's not from lack of trying to understand them. I do a lot of thinking. I do a lot of prepping for the show. I do a lot of planning. So the, it's not from lack of trying to understand. I just don't get it. So if you can explain any of this to me, then you could feel free to call in. You could email me. You could, uh, you could message me. You could leave me a message, whatever. Uh, you, you could let me know. You could explain it to me because it makes no sense to me. And I live in a world that makes absolutely no sense. But alas, I'm stuck in this world until, until God takes me back. Hopefully not very soon. I, I want to stick around for a little while longer, if that's okay with you. one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. All right, so um, Queen died. And I got a notification on my phone immediately. Queen's dead. Oh, Queen's dead. Oh, that's sad. All right, move on. And then another notification, you know, somebody texts me, the queen's dead. Somebody calls me, the queen's dead. I'm like, why do I care? Why are you bothering me? How does this affect my life? How does this affect anything I'm doing? Why do I care that the queen is dead? And he said, well, because the queen's been around your entire life. And I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, the queen has been around my entire life. 
In fact, her reign is older than I am now. She, she was queen longer than I've been alive. But, but why would I care about this? How, how would this affect me? Why should I care about this? And I'm sure I'm not the only one who thought this way. And, and you know, when I say things like this, a lot of people get upset with me. Because Howie, I mean, like, you know, you, you, tradition. And, but I'm sure I'm not the only person who believes this. I'm not the only person who thinks this. That this is totally irrelevant to my life. And even if I lived in Great Britain, it would be irrelevant to my life. The queen has no power. The king has no power. So why do I care? All right. I give up on the queen and the king. I, I give up on this topic. Because I'm just ranting about something that's totally irrelevant. Who cares? <sighs> There are people who do. <laughs> to me, it's sad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's sad. To me, it's very sad. All right. So that's it. I'm done for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Always feel free to email me, howie at truetalkradio.com. Feel free to call in when the show is live at one 669 1292 um, and, uh, and of course, if you have, um, if you have anything you want to say to me, feel free to always contact me. I'm always available at one 669 1292 I'm not always available. I'm, you're always available to leave a message. Until tomorrow, have a great night.